I think there's this speed bump around seven years where couples are like, this isn't what I bargained for. You know, this is hard because everything about marriage is causing us to die to ourself. This commitment is far greater than the feelings which ebb and flow. Faithfulness over time, there is a benefit factor to that. I think any of us that have ever been married know just how true that is. We walk into marriage with lofty ideas about how wonderful it's going to be, and we forget that we're two sinful humans sharing life together. There are going to be hard days, maybe even hard seasons. That's why the work Dan Brenton and his wife Julie do as part of the Weekend to Remember Marriage Conference team is so valuable. They offer couples a chance to get away from all the noise of day-to-day life to reconnect and be reminded of why you fell in love in the first place. Pastor Dan has been at this for nearly 30 years. So in this conversation, he offers wisdom that we hope you might find valuable for your marriage. Dan, welcome back to the uh, morning conversation. Thank you, Stan. Great to be with you. Yeah, so it's been about 11 years. I was quite surprised when I uh, kind of started looking back and, hey, when's the last time that Dan and I talked? And <laughs> I'm like, man, yeah, and you had just pretty recently come to Nebraska at that point. Yeah, we had moved here from Alabama. We had moved from <laughs> Tuscaloosa. And when we moved here, it was like negative seven for the first week we were here. And I had grown up in the Kansas City area. But, you know, when you're away from it for a while and you come back and you remember, that's why they make gloves. (laughs) (laughs) And I've got a daughter in Kansas City and Kansas City does not typically get as cold as Nebraska. So even that was not great preparations for what you get when you got to Nebraska. But we're glad you're here. We're glad you stayed here. Excited for your ministry specifically at uh, Grand Island E-Free, but then also through you and your wife's ministry with Weekend to Remember. Uh, that you've been involved with for how many years now? Well, Julie and I have been married 40 years. We have been on the speaker team with Family Life for 28. Wow. So we've probably spoken at 130 conferences all over the country. There's no way we would have remembered them, but we, we were told by somebody to write down every city we've been in. So I've done that. It's been an incredible privilege to be a part of Family Life. Yeah. So you are father, you're a grandfather, you're a pastor of a thriving church there, a large thriving church in Grand Island, yet you continue to invest in couples in the weekend to remember each year. So I'd love to kind of get at your why a little bit, like why spend that kind of time? You've got plenty of things that are on your plate that are super meaningful and impactful, but you keep this one on there as well. Why is that? I love what I do as a pastor. Absolutely love it. I love our people. I love everything about Sunday morning. Mm. As long as I can, I want to keep being a part of family life because the, the picture in my mind is God is allowing us to fly a sortie behind enemy lines huh. and we can deliver these biblical principles about marriage and family to many times an unchurched audience. Mm. And so as long as we have a voice and the opportunity and the health to do so, we want to continue to be a part of it. Mm. And it's so good. It's so good for our marriage because, you know, you know this as well as I do. When you're teaching on something, it causes you to be accountable and you've got to apply these principles. 
So we're the biggest benefactor. Julie and I are the biggest benefactors of being a part of telling people about God's design, biblical design for marriage. Yeah, so good. Why is marriage such a challenge? This thing that is so beautiful, so life-giving when done right in in a healthy state, uh, something that so many of us dream of and are excited to enter into, what makes it such a challenge at the end of the day? Well, you know, it is a beautiful thing. I think so many times people bail before they really reach Mm. the sweet spot. Yeah. Mm. But I, I mean, the obvious thing is, I think you've got, what we say is you've got an internal battle going on. You've got an external battle going on, and then you've got an invisible battle going on. So you've got this enemy who wants to steal, kill, and destroy, who's real. And he's got marriage right in the bullseye of his hateful devotion. But then also you've got this internal thing going on where it's like, well, you know what, Julie, I want you to do it my way. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, she's selfish too, right? So it's like there's this internal battle of, my will versus your will, and you just got to cave to God's will. But then also there's this cultural battle going on that's whispering lies to you all the time about these models that really, they're fool's gold. They're not working. They they shred the integrity of marriage and oneness. So God's biblical design really works. Mm. But you've got to be aware, it's a battle. You've got this enemy who's trying to wipe you out, Mm. and the tools he's using are real. Mm. Wow. And then you've also got this internal, I mean, I, I don't think we realize it. When Jesus rescued us, he rescued us from this degree of depravity that we underestimate at best. So, yeah, great, fulfilling, but man, it's a battle. God is always at work among us. When Emily found out she was pregnant, she felt her only choice was to end her pregnancy. After seeking counsel from a clinic with a clear agenda, her mother told Emily about the Pregnancy Center in Lincoln, where she could get unbiased support and learn about all of her options. Days later, Emily met with the staff at the Pregnancy Center and made the decision of life for her child. But the Pregnancy Center's support of Emily didn't stop at that decision. Emily shared, They made sure I had everything I needed for my baby's first year. Everything that could have kept me from thinking I was incapable. They had a resource or encouragement to share to show me just how capable I was. Sometimes you just need someone to believe in you so you can believe in yourself. That belief and support has continued to carry Emily as she now parents her baby girl. God is on the move through the Lincoln Pregnancy Center as they come alongside women like Emily, showing love and grace to every woman who walks through their doors. God is doing something right now. My Bridge Radio, celebrating God at work among us. Share your story and join the conversation in the Connect Now section at mybridgeradio.net. You made a statement a few moments ago. You said that uh, too many bail before they get to the beauty. And, uh, you know, I think about, again, in my own marriage, like there are seasons that were not overly fun. (laughs) Yeah. But even as we've been talking, I've been having thoughts about my wife and I love my wife. We're at such a sweet space, navigated through seasons of challenge. So I guess I'd like to talk, I'd like to hear you talk about that a little bit more, specifically the bailing before we get to the beauty and that whole dynamic. Yeah. 
Well, you know, you, you walk down the aisle and you've done weddings. I've done mm-hmm. weddings and you walk down the aisle and nobody's prepared. You, you know, you do the best you can with pre-marriage counseling, but nobody's really prepared for the other side of this thing. So the honeymoon gets over pretty quick when you realize it's like, what was cute when you were engaged is now. W- wait a minute, you're gonna you're gonna do your you're gonna paint your fingernails on my dashboard, really, <laughs> you know? And then all of a sudden, these little people come into your life, and this is where we teach couples. It's like, wait a minute, you're one with each other. You're not one with these children. Mm. One day, these children will leave your home, and that's a, that's a hard thing, but that's a wonderful thing. And then they will be united in marriage with somebody. They'll be one with somebody else. So um, we often say kids don't have stress, but they are carriers, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So think of all of the all of the bridges you have to cross raising a family. And you're supposed to keep your bride front and center when you've got all of these, the little league teams you're coaching, the meals you've got to make, the uh, the bills you've got to pay, the runny noses you've got to wipe. It's endless. And so I think there's this speed bump around seven years that I kind of see as a common denominator where couples are like, this isn't what I bargained for. You know, this is hard because everything about marriage is causing you, everything about parenting is causing us to die to ourselves, which is a good process, but we, that's a slow death. But then, you know, you start getting to a point where, you know, the kids are (laughs) self-cleaning. They, you, you can spend this and it's got to be intentional where you're able to get away with your bride in in an intentional way. And you realize this commitment is far greater than the feelings, which ebb and flow. And um, I I think it really reaches a sweet spot where faithfulness over time really does. There is a benefit factor to that where you rediscover one another. Uh, A friend of mine, a a professional counselor named Dick Hastings in, in Alabama said this. He said, through the course of our marriage, you're married to five different people. And he's not saying different individual people. But, you know, you think about that. Think about, you know, Stan, you were you were different when you were engaged and when you first got married. And then you went through that early years. And now, you know, as a 60 year old man, it's like, you're you're a chiseled person compared to what you were then. And it's not that you weren't you weren't bad then, mm. but you were different. And God has grown you up. Mm. And I think there's this beautiful process of welcoming the next new improved version of mm. yourself, you know, into this marriage. And that's when it it, it just grows exponentially mm. over time. Mm. And I think that's God's design. Mm. Yeah. But it's hard. Relinquishing control to him. Yeah. Wow, how do you do that? I like the picture of chiseled. <laughs> I'm chiseled. Yeah. There you go. There you go. That kind of lines with that. Uh, the outer man is decaying, but the inner man is being renewed day by day, right? The inner man is being chiseled. Yes. <laughs> so you know, good. when we were when we were young, we were working on the outside. Exactly. Yes. Now, as we're getting older, we're going. I, you know, I guess I'll settle for the inside being yeah. chiseled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Dan, you know, people hear marriage weekend and you know a variety of 
you know, images come up, come to mind, right? Yeah, yeah. Some I picture sitting in a small circle, sharing their intimate uh, stories and with uh, these unfamiliar people. And, and for some people, yeah. that might sound like a delightful thing. For some people, it's going to sound like a frightful thing. And uh, for both of them, that's probably not even the right, that's not the right picture in terms of weekend to remember. Right. So can right. give us an overview of what a weekend to remember is like. Yeah, I agree with you. I think if you've never been to one, and I was this way when I was newly married, you, you picture, okay, we're going to a marriage conference and you picture we're meeting in the basement of an old church with a light bulb kind of just dangling in the middle. And you got those metal chairs in a circle and everything is going to be my fault. <laughs> <laughs> and the beauty is, you know, in Lincoln, we're in the Cornhusker. You're in a beautiful ballroom. Mm. Most of the conversations you're going to have are with just the speaker speaking at you. But then also there's going to be breakout sessions just for you and your spouse to talk in a non-threatening way. There, there's about four or five projects throughout the weekend that are just talking about some felt needs together. And you're led into it in a way that it doesn't bite. It doesn't hurt. There's humor you know, woven throughout the weekend. And so I think a large majority of the guys who've never been there before are going, you know, that was pretty good. Mm. That was funny. I had a good time. But I think what happens is you're coming in from the culture and you walk into this you know, hotel and it takes about 10 hours for you to detox from the culture because you, your mind's distracted, you're busy. And then all of a sudden you come out of this and you haven't been listening to your phone. You haven't been listening to the news and you're relaxed and you're looking over going, wait a minute, I remember you. You know, looking at your spouse, I remember you. And and the topics are everything from communication, sexual intimacy. How do we resolve conflict when it comes? It's not that conflict is bad when we have it. It's how do we resolve the inevitable conflict that we're going to have? And so through the course of this weekend, and then there's a time on Sunday morning where we totally separate the guys and then we totally separate the girls. So the you know, my wife will be speaking to the women. I'll be speaking to the guys, which is a refreshing time to re, you know, charge our batteries and talk freely as men and what we're up against. And likewise with the women. So through the course of the weekend, it, you know, it's been going on for 40 years. So we just keep tweaking it. We keep tightening the bolts on it so that it's the best product we can do for a oratory presentation of marriage on a weekend getaway. Hmm. So it, it, it is such a privilege to be associated with it. And I, it is, I think it's really well done. Um, it's enjoyable for us to be a part of it, but I think the audience enjoys it. Hmm. There's laughter, but then there's also times where, you know, there's a tear in the eye going, you know what? I really do love my husband. I really do love my wife. I want to be a better dad. I want to be a better mom. And those are, those are moments you know, Sam, when I do a wedding, I tell couples, time is marked by two words in the scriptures. Time, there's there's chronos time, which we're enslaved to. But there's also another word for time, it's kairos time, which is, it's those moments that hang in eternity. You know, it's, it's those moments that hang in the art gallery of your heart. When you were married and you said, I do, that was a kairos moment. When your children were born and you were there and you're like, what? That's a kairos moment. And I think this conference affords us some time where we have some Kairos moments where it's like these moments stand in eternity and we're making decisions to say, you know what, we're going to go for it. 
we're we're gonna we're gonna ride this out. If God allows us, we're gonna be the sixty year kind of couple mm. till death do us part. Mm. So that I, I think I got I gave you more than you asked oh, for, no, but good. that's the love it. That's the heart of it. Yeah, love it. There are people unreached in places so hard to reach. Few have been reached. Few have been reached. How could we forget? In Nebraska, we have Bibles that abound churches on our corners and Christians in every neighborhood. That is not true everywhere. There are places overseas where people have never met a Christian, held a Bible, seen a church, or heard the name of Jesus. Those who don't know or just don't know yet. The harvest is plentiful. It's plentiful. Let's harvest this field from sunrise to sunset. Activate Global, my bridge to the nations. Find out more at mybridgeradio.net. You said earlier this morning that you and your wife, you've spoken at, was it 138 cities? Is that what it was? Well, yeah, I've got a mark. I haven't counted recently, but it, it's like 135. Yeah, that's no, close. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, some of those were over in, we, we did a conference in Hawaii. I mm. highly recommend that one. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we did one in the Philippines. We yeah. did one in Australia. Yeah. Um, but we <laughs> so all good. over the East Coast, West Coast, yeah. Midwest. Just love it. So with that, obviously, you've been around lots of couples. You've probably heard back probably from numbers of couples and gotten feedback. I'm sure they give you the feedback that uh, we can to remembers get. So what's a story that you can think of and, and that's been very meaningful and special to you in terms of how God strategically powerfully used the weekend to remember in a couple and maybe a couple that like going into it was kind of hopeless and didn't it was kind of the last well i think we we've often said that many times what happens is counselors will send couples to a family life conference for the purpose of saying hey you guys are ready to i know you're thinking you're going to divorce but would you just go to this conference as kind of a one last ditch effort to mend the fences And so we've had several couples come with, you know, divorce papers in the trunk of their car. Hmm. And by the end of the weekend, they come to their senses, they break out of this realm of deception and they see, oh my gosh, I want to receive you as God's perfect gift for me. I don't want to just tolerate you. I want to receive you as God's gift ordained for me. And where they'll come back into the ballroom with their papers and say, hey, we want to, we want you to witness it. We're going to tear them up. And you're like, Oh my gosh, this is this is making an impact. And you know, I, I, I'm not so poached to think it is just. I, I'm part of a team, and there are 60 couples who make up the speaker team with Family Life. I think over the course of our 28 years with Family Life, there's probably been well over 100 couples who have been a part of this ministry, speaking and sharing the truth of this conference. But at every conference, there's Julie and I, and then another couple. And, um, but you've got a team behind the scenes. You've got a group of people who are volunteers in every single city who are praying throughout the entire weekend for every couple that is at the conference by name. Wow. I mean, hello? That is sinking some impact into those couples that we have no idea. I, I think when we're in heaven, we'll go, you know what? We were doing kind of, we were the, we were pushing the little popcorn lawnmower and God was doing the big weed eating, if you follow my my metaphor. Absolutely. And I and, and I think so it's entrenched in prayer. 
you're, you're seeing folks change. Here, here, you ask for a story. You know, I think one time Julie and I are walking. We, we get to a conference a day early. We're walking across the, the, the lobby of this hotel in a city we, we've never been to before. And somebody hollers out, hey, Dan, Julie. And we're like, who knows us here? Come to find out this is a couple who's previously been to a conference that we just happened to speak at and telling us the story of, you know, we were at our wits end 10, 15 years ago. We went to a family life marriage conference. You guys were there. And it's not that we did it. It's that God did amazing work through them. And now here they are a decade plus later, getting their oil changed in their marriage, coming to another conference and going, you know what? This changed our life. Mm-hmm. And now we're bringing other couples to it. And you're like, you know what, God, I'm part of something bigger than me. Julie and I went to Lincoln recently in the, in the snowstorm and went to Les Mis. And fab, fabulous story, right? Great play. But it's like, you know, you've got this big idea of redemption of the play of Les Mis. The next day, I could be in the Piggly Wiggly in the produce section with the person who played one of the lead characters, and they would have been out of outfit. I wouldn't have recognized them. But you know what? I benefited from being at the play and the story of redemption. In the same way, you know, I could be at, you know, the Piggly Wiggly, run into somebody in the meat section. They don't recognize me because it's not about me. It is about the message God's biblical does design for marriage. And so I love being a part of this because it doesn't make it about us. We're not the stars here. Jesus' redemptive plan is the star. And these couples will long forget us, but they won't forget the message that Jesus is teaching about oneness in marriage. Hmm. That's what we see over and over and over again. You, You get us out of the way and you make it about God and his redemptive plan, and you teach the scriptures clearly and it's like, I want that. So good. That's a beautiful thing. It's beautiful. Someone's listening this morning. They really, really want to attend this weekend to remember. They recognize the state that their marriage is in. They're hearing the stories and they think, man, this this could be something that could be significant. But their partner's not in. They're accurately assessing that their partner would not be interested in a weekend like this. How would you advise them? Well, and I do think that's a common theme. I don't want to say that this this conference is counseling, but you know what? I think it's like it's on it's counseling on steroids. Mm-hmm. E- even my counselor friends who've said you get somebody away to a weekend to remember where they're going to get an introduction, nine messages, and then four or five projects with their spouse over the course of that weekend. And that sounds like who in their right mind wants to sit through all that? Mm-hmm. But it's pretty painless going through it. But it's worth two years of counseling crammed in a weekend because, you you know, it's like you go to a counselor an hour and it's beneficial. It's great. You know, Julie and I benefited from being under somebody's, you know, being able to shine a flashlight on on a certain area of your life and helping give you direction. I'm pro biblical counseling. But how much more beneficial when you get in an environment where you can let your hair down, you can detox, you can focus on the issues at hand and you don't, okay, it's one hour, I'm in, then I'm out. Hmm. This gives you the um, the environment, the atmosphere, and the time that you need to focus on the right things. Hmm. So I, I would plead to the men, guys, I, I, I'm a guy. <laughs> I've got attention deficit disorder before it was ever even identified. <laughs> I, think. I love sports. I want to watch action, right? 
But I'm telling you, this will deliver and it will it, it will set you in a place. It won't get you back to where you once were. It'll get you to a place you've never been. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the appeal. Where and, and couples, it's not just for couples who are, I've heard people go, well, oh, you're going to that family life conference? Well, what's the matter? Well, wait a minute. No, I think what this does is wherever you are at in your marriage relationship, it will ratchet you up to the next level. And there's very few tools that can do that. But I, I think this is one that can deliver on that. So good. You know, one of the analogies I've used over the years, uh, Dan, with uh, experiences like this, whether it be for marriage or whether it be a youth retreat or men's retreat or women's retreat, whatever. But it's like the weekly rhythm is awesome and that's the normal. But that's like having a one round of a boxing match and then you have another week to recover before you enter to the next round, right? So <laughs> when you go to a retreat. I love it. Yeah, I love you, that. When you, when you go to an experience like this, it's 15 rounds like back to back yes. right so you can knock some stuff out that needs to be knocked out right <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna steal that stan i love that that's beautiful yeah, yeah and you know i i think by the end of the weekend and we say this to couples at the at the start by the end of the weekend you will have gone through an emotional p90x workout <laughs> where you know there's there's a some lactic acid buildup mm. There's some fatigue. You're looking out the ear hole of your helmet in some ways going, wow. But I, I think it's worth it. Um, the, you'll get over that soreness of getting those things knocked out of you. But I think in the long run, what a, the benefit will outweigh the pain, mm. which isn't that the message of the cross? I think Jesus went to the cross because the benefit for his children outweighed the pain of the cross. Yep. That's what we're going to get out of it. For the joy set before him endured the cross, right? Suffering the pain. That's good. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Dan, again, thank you so much for uh, taking some time with us this morning. Thank you for making the investment in couples for many years. Well, Stan, thank you. I appreciate all you're doing for all the people in this whole area. You're well-loved and thank you for your voice. It's a privilege being associated with you. We know your time is valuable, so we're grateful you chose to spend some of it listening to Morning Conversation, the podcast. If God used this content to bless you, we'd love to have you share it with a friend. Also, when you click subscribe or follow, not only will our next episode be delivered to your podcast app, you'll help raise awareness so others can more easily find this podcast. For more conversations like this, along with songs of hope and stories of God at work, we invite you to listen to MyBridge Radio. Hear it on the MyBridge Radio app or listen online at mybridgeradio.net.